Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, everyone. So, you know, we love having the comedians here on Zazlo Show 2.0. And, of course, my pal is Dave Williamson. He's going to be here headlining shows at the Improv coming up next month. We had a chance to sit down with him a couple of days ago. We t- he's a huge South Florida sports fan. So we talked a little bit about the Miami Heat, but of course we talked all about stand-up comedy these days. I hope you guys enjoy the show while I'm away on vacation. 
All guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny today. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imaz. You're sitting down on the Zazlo Mansion couch like I do with a Johnny in my hand. I'm watching the games. Johnny Cuba, of course, don't forget, you always got to drink responsibly. And, of course, their mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us mm-hmm. here looking very tranquilo is uh, yeah. is our pal Dave Williamson. How you doing, man? I'm look I'm looking for you know, my wife and I, we go to the improv all the time. I gotta tell you a story in a second, but we go to the improv all the time. We love going to live comedy, and I haven't seen you do your act in person in long time. Probably five or six years, maybe. It's been a while. Yeah. So I'm excited. You're gonna be you're gonna be down here at the improv again next month, right? Yeah, at the end of September. Uh my buddy Forrest Shaw and I. Forrest is another comedian originally from Miami. We met when we were doing uh, open mics down here, I don't know, 17 years ago or something. And so we've stayed really close friends. And, uh, you know, our our careers have really mirrored each other. We both moved out to L.A. around the same time. Um, You know, I've been lucky that I've gotten to open up for some big name dudes over the years. It's same with him. Uh, and, and we've, you know, work a lot of the same clubs. So anyways, we started a podcast together called the Mermen podcast, and it's a lot of fun to do. And, you know, when you're a comedian, you're supposed to have some sort of a podcast like that. But, uh, honestly, it's just been a blast for me because we get so busy. I don't see my friend. Like I, I there, there went months when I wouldn't even talk to him because we're just busy in our own lives. So now like I get to hang out with my friend at least once a week and we bust balls and pull pranks and kid around with each other. and. If people listen, which they have been, it's been received really well, then that's a bonus. But otherwise, I still get to hang out with my buddy for an hour once a week. So we're going to do a tour through Florida to promote the podcast. And we're going to do two nights in Key West, two nights in Miami, and one night at the Dania Improv on the, on that Sunday night. And that's at the end of September. I think it's the 20th through the 25th or something like that. But uh, it'll it's all up on my website, DaveWilliamson.com. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you again in person. Uh, so I, all right, I gotta tell you a story here. So yeah, we, we saw my guy, uh, uh, your guy, Brad Williams. Last, oh yeah. The best the last best. night. All right. He was okay. in, he was, he, look, we're, we're recording this right now. So you guys are listening to this. This is recorded a few days ago, but I yeah. saw, saw Brad Williamson last night at the improv and, uh, saw him probably like six months ago or so at the improv as well, which, and I've told him it was the best show I've ever been to. I mean, just he killed yeah. and last night was great too. Last night was really good. JB Ball, who opens form, is also fantastic. But yeah, Brad just like he kills. And and he, it feels like he's I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see him at a comedy club again. It seems like he's, he's like doing theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I think that may have been it as far as the $25 ticket to see Brad Williams. Yeah, I'm gonna have to you know dig into my pocket a little bit. But uh so so I gotta tell you this story from last night. Uh, first, and I want to know if you experience much of this. <laughs> people's behavior these days is terrible. Just, just awful behavior in general. Uh, uh, people, uh, pro- probably in this country, it's the worst. But like our behavior is so poor when we're out in public. Just no, nobody has <laughs> self awareness. All right, and you know this will happen sometimes at the improv where it's a small little venue. You're sitting tight, and and you have assholes who are going to be talking. You know, and it ruins it for you, man. So. Sitting like behind us, we were in a booth last night in at the improv and sitting behind us, and they weren't even that close to us. This shows how loud they were. 
Dude and, and the two women that he was with, they were on the older side. So loud. Just talking throughout the whole show, man. Like, so number one, I, I want to know how you handle that when that happens. But before you give me the answer to that, so I ended up breaking up the show last night. Which, what? Okay, okay, okay. So, so here's what now. Now listen, I, I went to said hello. I, I went and met up with Brad before the show. How you doing? We went into the back because I never actually met him before. Okay, <laughs> so here's what happened. Now, I'm a really laid back dude, Dave. Yeah, but, yeah. But if I get upset, I go from Push zero. Those buttons. Yeah. I go from zero to a hundred really quick. There's no in between. It's one of my biggest character flaws. It really is. And one thing that will trigger that for me is if my wife gets upset. And if my wife gets upset, I, I get really mad. And so, and it was enough for like, I can ignore the talking. She can't, it really bothers her. And she turned around a few times, like, you know, just assholes. And finally with me, I, I got up, stood up and I yelled, Hey, Shut up. And I'm dude, everyone was able to hear it. All right. Yeah. It was it was loud what I did. It was really loud. And Brad stopped in his say goes, goes, shut up. What what happened? You know, like I like he thought maybe someone was saying him to shut up, which of course is not the case. <laughs> you know, of course. But then he saw what was going on behind me. There were two security guards who were gathering those people. You gotta fucking leave. And, and so Brad then saw this go, oh yeah, yeah. You got those people got to go, got to kick them out. But for a moment, I I, like, I kind of stopped the show, you know, and I felt really bad about that. So, so go ahead. It was probably for the, uh, I'm sure Brad recognized this and everyone around you recognized that even if you stopped the show, it was for the betterment of the remainder of the show. (laughs) Yeah. So like I, I, I had to tell Brad, okay. It's like, I saw him again after the show and I went right up to him. I go, I go, dude, I was the one who yelled, shut up. Yeah, the, the, and he goes, he was, cause I felt bad. He absolved me though of all blame. He said, he goes, no, no, no. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Like it was, it was bad. And no, no. You, I, I go, cause I felt bad. He goes, no, no, you did the right thing. So mm-hmm. did, was he just saying that or did I do the right thing? No, man, you did the right thing. Look, I, I, you asked me, how do you deal with that? And I learned this from Tammy Pescatelli, uh, watching her perform in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, at the beginning of my career, it was like one of my first road dates outside of Florida, right? And there was people being like that. And uh, this was, I think, probably during a, a tough time. You know, maybe maybe this was like 2008, like during that recession or so, you're right. And I remember Tammy Pescatelli, uh, there was some people being like that. And, and she didn't make it where it was like her versus those people. She made it where it was like, hey, you guys should all be mad at these people, yeah. right? So it was more like, she was def- it wasn't so much that she was defending herself it's that she was defending everyone else cuz what she the way she said it was she said hey listen i'm going to need you guys to be quiet and shut up or leave because you are two people and there are 300 other people in here that work very hard for their money every single day they go to work and what they decided to spend their money on was coming out and enjoying themselves and they can't enjoy themselves because you guys are being selfish so she's like these people spent their hard-earned money to be here, and you're being rude to them. And then everyone else was like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I do deserve." And then, so then everyone else was shushing them and telling them to be quiet, and it shames them a little bit. Yeah. And so if that if that doesn't work, then you have every right to kick them out. Obviously, you know. 
So you did the right thing for sure, man. And uh, you know, it, it's I, I, it's not, it's not just Miami. Although Miami, uh, you know, we have very loud, uh, you know, people down here. Um, but in general, I think there's a lot of people going to comedy shows who aren't necessarily traditional comedy fans because stand-up comedy uh, is in a very unique position in history right now. It's really interesting what's happening right now in stand-up comedy because so many people are blowing up with the reels and the um, Instagram uh, reels and TikTok and stuff like that and YouTube shorts. So it has brought stand-up comedy to this whole new audience of people that wouldn't necessarily um, consume that sort of uh, um, you know uh, uh, content. So now you got people going, well, wait, I know, I know Brad from TikTok, or I know Matt Reif uh, from is the cute guy on the Instagram stories or whatever. So now these people are just blowing up and building these fan bases and people in, in general are just like, oh, I like stand-up comedy. We should go see a show. But they've never been to a live show before. And here is the interesting part is most of the clips that comedians in general are posting on those one-minute shorts are crowd work. Because they don't want to burn their material and put it out there. Wow, and crowd, that's interesting. And crowd work gets a lot of hits because people think they're watching a train wreck or something, you know? So now a lot of people think that that's how you're supposed to behave at comedy clubs. Maybe not necessarily the people you saw last night, but in general, people are like, oh, I'm supposed to yell stuff out to the comedian and then he makes something funny out of it. Wow. And now I become famous too because I'm on his reel. You know what I mean? So that's becoming a real problem is people purposely heckling the show because they consume comedy on these reels and they think that's what you're supposed to to do at comedy show it's training so on one side it's awesome that comedy club tickets are selling more than ever and comedians can blow up like this and build followings and sell tickets it's a really exciting time in comedy but at the same time we might be so selling our soul because we're dumbing down audiences and making them part of the show I'll get right back to the conversation here in a second, but if you're in the market for a new car, maybe you can't decide where to go, hey, that's not a problem. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Yeah, we're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to see the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for, maybe you're looking for something spacious, an SUV for the family. Maybe you're just looking for a Subaru sedan for your daily commute. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. That's guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. You're out the door 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. You could shop right now. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That is... You're right. I have noticed that now that you're saying it, and that's super interesting. I I never thought of that. That seems to make sense. Uh, when's the like? Have you ever been rattled by a, a, an audience member? Uh, yes, I'm sure I have. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I but you're I, you're probably prepared for all kinds of interactions at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's usually cut and paste. It's like any industry, you do something long enough, you 
you get the same customer service complaints. You get the same hurdles that wherever you bartend or wait tables, like you kind of see the same things over and over again. And you know, which protocol works, which it's same thing with hecklers or people talking loudly. Like normally, traditionally, I, um, I'll tell you, I got, I did get rattled, uh, in Orlando, uh, not too long ago. I think it was last Christmas. I was doing shows up in Orlando and it, it was one of the first times that I performed there where I felt like I sold it out. It was on a Wednesday night, one nighter, uh, the crowd was there to see me. Like it was people that were my fans, my, my friends. And it was the first time I felt like that, where I, I saw like, Oh man, I I've now been to this market enough and have enough of a, you know, uh, traction with my career that this is re- I was really honored and touched that people came out Christmas week on a Wednesday because they wanted to see me perform. And I had this one table right by the stage and you could tell the guys were wearing these like like funny flashy shirts like it was there it was two dudes and their wives probably or girlfriends and you could tell they'd been drinking since 4 p.m. and everything was about them right so they were rude and talking and being loud and ordering drinks and whatever right next to the stage where they're in everyone's eyesight and uh and they did it through the the, the two openers and the openers tried to deal with them and then i went up there and uh, and I I kind of played with them a little bit and made fun of them. And then and then I was like, all right, you've had your attention. Now, please. I, I was nice. I was like, please, man, you guys uh, let every I did the whole Tammy Pescatelli trick. I'm like, everyone's here. They're here to see me. And, I, and, and it was to the point where it was making me have a bad show because, you know, we're doing a joke, but we're teeing up the next joke in our head. And when I got something pulling me over here, mm. I can't think. Like I'm not smooth. I'm now just regurgitating, and now I start sweating, and it just it just makes my performance not as good too, you know? Yeah. So I I finally I snapped, and I I I'm like you, Zazzle. I never snap. Yeah. So if if I snap, it's because you've really pissed me. Off. And my friends, so many of my friends who were at that show came up to me after, and they go, "I've never seen you that mad." They're like I've never seen you that mad. Like you were really mad at that. And I go, you know what? I wasn't like, I'm not, that's not going to affect, I'm never going to think about it again once I leave here. I'm like, it didn't like affect, but I go, I was mad for you guys. I was like, you guys all came out to see me and spent money and didn't ask me for, for free tickets or whatever. And, and I'm like, and now you guys are out and I'm giving a, a half performance because I'm dealing with these fuckers. It's like, it wasn't their night. It was everyone's night, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I just really laced into these people and I sat there and, and I sat there and I waited till they were kicked out. I just waited. I just sat on stage and I just chit chatted. And then they, they kicked them out and the guy flicked me off and they kicked them out. And I was like, I go, I, I wasn't wrong. Was I? And the whole place erupts cheering. And I go, okay, reset. I go, we're starting the show from right here. Here we go. And then, you know, the show was much better. So you did the right things as thank you. Okay. So, so Brad was being honest to me after, after the, yeah. sh- when he said, it's okay, you did the right thing. Okay. So I don't have to feel bad. Okay, no. good. And, and yeah. Brad's Brad Brad's the sweetest dude. I'm so excited. He just bought a house in my neighborhood. Yep. And so he he like he told me he was like, yeah, he goes, Don't tell my wife, but your barbecue and the promise of eating your barbecue on football Sundays when we both come in out, out off off the road, big reason why I wanted to move in this day. <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna happen, buddy. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, I mentioned to him last night that I was talking to you today. Yeah. Uh very cool. So yeah, like like it was it was a weird experience for me last night. I felt bad, but he was awesome. He's great. Uh I know Bert Kreischer is coming back down here in a few months. And Dave, Dave is open for Bert for years now. 
Do you know? I, I've never seen Bert live. Do you know if you're going to be on that show with him again here, or you don't know yet? Uh, I don't know yet. They they just kind of announced that tour, and uh, you know, they they they. I don't know if they've uh, booked all the openers yet, but um, I have a pretty busy August through December myself, so I don't even know if I'd be available uh, to do many of the dates. But obviously, anytime I can get on a weekend with Bert, it's amazing, and and I've been very blessed to do uh like 90 percent of his shows over the past like five years so um you know I, i'm definitely not greedy in uh <laughs> which shows i get to do with him but what i'm really excited about is uh he's doing a cruise at the end of october and it leaves out of miami and we do a five-day cruise to uh to the bahamas and back and it's all his fans and wow uh, and so i did get booked for that and i'm really stoked for it it's going to be a blast That's it was one fun. of the it was one of the funniest contracts I've ever gotten. The production company sent me the contract to do the Burt Cruise. And it says like, hey, you have to do eight comedy sets. And what he's got all this stuff like normal. And then in the little miscellaneous portion, it says, uh, in addition to the comedy shows, Burt uh, wants to make sure that you're comfortable doing at least four to six uh, non-comedy activities, i.e. belly flop contest, <laughs> veto contest, like, you know. Like hot dog eating content, like all these things like that. And I'm like, yeah, he knows that. I, I know why I'm getting booked on this. Like, he knows I'm comfortable doing anything <laughs> like that. You know? We do such crazy shit on his tours. Like his his tours have become like, because now he does the fully loaded and stuff. So the first year he did that, I got to host the whole thing. And I ran the barbecue tent and we did the whole tailgate and whatever. And so it's not just about, uh, you know, comedy with Bert. It's like now it's like it's like going to a festival. Like, you know, it's crazy. It is interesting what what way you're saying that comedy is in a a great place, but a little bit of a different place as well, as far as the type of people they're attracting to shows. Because I feel like, you know, probably like back in the '90s or maybe even yeah, probably '90s is a good place. If if you were going to a comedy show, that was like wow, you're like a hardcore comedy fan. If you were going to comedy shows back then, and now it's a very popular thing to do on friday or so let's let's go to a comedy show you know like back then man you had to really enjoy and know about comedy if you were going to see a comic live and in person i feel like it's really changed well so it's funny man because different just like every business like different comedy clubs have different business models and uh and you really do like uh train the um the the the, the fan base so there's like some clubs that i work around the country where they're only coming out because it's a a name they recognize. And that's why, like, sometimes, like, there's some reality star who is trying comedy and they end up having to book them because it's the only way they can put asses in seats. But then there's some comedy clubs around the country that the market just really trusts that comedy club. And so they're like, hey, man, we're going to go to Zany's in Chicago because we know that they book uh, awesome comedians, whether it's who we – so someone we recognize or not, we just know it's going to be a top notch pro night, you know, or, um, you know, comedy on state street up in Madison, Wisconsin, or, you know, some of the really well-known historic comedy clubs around the country. Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I got to tell you, you know, if you have a water leak in your home and you can't find where it's coming from, you got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, they have over 60 years of combined experience at Water Cleanup of Florida. Their team is prepared to handle all and any type of leak detection issue 24 hours a day. 365 days a year after the leak has been located and repaired 
Water cleanup of Florida cleans, dries, and fully restores the damaged areas. Fully licensed, insured, water cleanup of Florida certified to provide that one-stop shopping. All of us busy business owners and homeowners require no need to bring in other contractors. Water cleanup of Florida handles the entire project from start to finish. They service the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida right when you know something might be a problem. 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. I love hearing about uh, when when you guys get bumped from your set because there's like a super famous comedian who wants to jump on and do 10 minutes of new material. Like Brad was telling me about a time that he ended up introducing Jerry Seinfeld, who just showed yeah. up and wanted to do 10 minutes. And the manager gave him a message, uh, gave him a note in the middle of his show, which said, Seinfeld is here, introduce him, you know, which yeah. is like amazing. Well, like, when was the last time something like that happened to you? Uh, well, one time doing Bert's show, um, Louis C.K. showed up. He was Louis C.K. was doing the theater across the street, and uh, so we were doing the theater on this side of the street. And so Louis finished his show and came over. And then uh, last second, uh, I was about to go on stage, and they were like, "Yo, introduce Louis." And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool, right?" <laughs> but um, the fully loaded tour that I was just telling you about that was incredible because. Um, it was all these legends on the show, on the shows, you know, it was like, cause it was like, it was a festival of atmosphere. So like 10 comics on every show. And so a couple of the nights we had like David tell with us, um, Joey Diaz, like a lot of these dudes and, uh, David getting to work with David tell was really awesome, man. Cause he's like one of my comedy heroes from back in the day. Um, you know, he, uh, he, he, uh, uh, I, I didn't want to be the guy who was like, you know, hey, Dave, let's take a picture, whatever, you know, but I told the photographer, Troy Conrad, he's, uh, you know, really well-respected, shoots everyone's big shows now. He's like a comedy store photographer, and now he goes in all around the country and shoots, uh, you know, for Gabe Iglesias and Bert and Tom. So um, so I, I told Troy, I go, Troy, if you have an opportunity to shoot a picture of me and Dave, I go, that'd be awesome. But I don't want to be the guy who asks him for a photo, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I introduced, and we're in Louisville at the Yum Center, 10,000 people, and I introduced David Tell to come to stage. And I didn't realize Troy hopped on stage. So I have a black and white photo of me shaking David Tell's hand with 10,000 people behind us. Wow. And, and one of the other comics that was on the uh, show with us, Aaron Weber, he, uh, he sends a package to my house and I get this package and it just said, thanks for all the barbecue the past few weeks. And it was a framed photo of that photo of me and David. And I go, bro, this is so nice. You don't have to do this for me. And I go, why'd you do this? And he goes, I just figured any comedian that has that photo with David Tell should have it up on their wall, you know? And that's really like, yeah, cool. That's dope, dude. That's but, really yeah, cool. But the, the comedy community, uh, you know, it's it's pretty small. So it's pretty cool once you get to a certain level, you start meeting your heroes, you know? Um, I, I grew up a huge Saturday Night Live fan, and Dana Carvey was always my favorite. So uh, one weekend, just randomly... Uh, I didn't have any road work and the Brea improv was like, Hey, are you available to open for someone this weekend? I go, yeah, that'd be great. And they're like, cool. And then, so I show up and I get to, I'm opening for Dana Carvey all weekend, you know, just hanging out with them and, uh, and trying not to be a fanboy, trying to be professional. And so that was, that was pretty cool, you know, stuff like that. But at the comedy store and places like that, that's where, that's where that stuff happens yeah. where you're like, you never know who pops in and you just, you got to bring them up, you know? And, and places like Comedy Store, probably they don't tolerate any type of behavior from the people in the audience, right? Well, they're very well versed in uh, 
and yeah, in regulating it and policing. <laughs> that, that's the thing too, man. Like some clubs are better at policing the audience than others, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, not saying that, you know, they didn't do a good, it sounds like they did the right thing at the Miami one or whatever, but uh, yeah, some definitely it's, it's different, different places that you go. <laughs> I saw David tell, I've seen him one time. It was 20 years ago, probably. It was uh, David Tell co-headlining with Lewis Black. Okay, so this is like 20 years ago. And they had an opener who I had never heard of before. All right. Who, I mean, I thought just stole the show. And at the time, had never heard his name before, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. And so my, I'm at the show with my father and Mitch Hedberg, who we'd never heard of before. He opened for the two of them, just killed. And the two of us were looking like, that guy was amazing. And yeah. so so we got to see him one time. And then, like, for the next couple of years after that, he really got huge. But, yeah, I got to see Mitch Hedberg before he passed away. But that's that's the cool thing, too, with comedy is that, like, uh, I've been around long enough and in it long enough that it's kind of cool. Me and Forrest were talking about this on the podcast the other day. That, like, the first time I ever met Tom Segura, uh, he was home in Florida visiting his parents for Thanksgiving because they lived up in Jupiter at the time. So, you know, no one knew who Tom was back then, you know, and it was Tommy Davidson was headlining the West Palm Improv. Uh, Tom Segura was middling and I was emceeing. It was one of my first MC weekends ever, you know, and it's like, who knew that, you know, 12 years later, 15 yeah. years later, whatever, however long ago, 20 years, I don't know how long it was that Tom would be selling out arenas and stuff now, you know, it's crazy. Um, you know, and then we were starting to think of the people who came through the Miami Improv, but like, you know, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco and Bill Burr and uh, Bert and all these guys, like when they would come through back in the day, when me and Forrest were first starting, like they were just kind of fresh headliners. Like they had to go to radio and just like work their ass off yeah. to try to sell tickets for the weekend. Yeah. And now they can come into town and sell out arenas. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do, do you ever get worried that your new joke that you're stealing it uh uh not on perp not purposely like that you you got the idea because you did hear it somewhere like how do you make sure that you're not essentially copying something that you heard another comedian say like that has to happen sometimes right where you're inadvertently using the material yeah yeah but it's like you can tell man like it, it's you can't live your life scared you're gonna repeat something I think if you have that in the back of your mind, it's probably not a good joke. If you're like, oh man, this is a joke. And sometimes you will have, sometimes I'll have a line that works so well. And I, I'll, I'll literally, I'll, I'll uh, uh, focus group it with my friends. I'll, I'll ask my other comedian friends. I'm like, have you ever heard anyone do this joke? Right. Like, not nah. like, no, nah, I've never heard that before. That's a good line. And I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Just want to make sure, you know? Um, yeah. And then, you know, you can tell who's actually a thief and who's not like there's a, credibility built up in a body of work you know if it, if it happens three or four times where someone's like hey man i've heard someone else do that joke like seems to be a pattern presenting itself here you know mm -hmm. like people are pretty it's pretty obvious and, and you know I, I have no if someone hears me tell a bit and someone else has a, a similar bit like i hope they're comfortable enough to come up to me and go hey man you might want to check out so and so special he's got a similar bit to that you know like so so it's a pretty cool community that way where we self-police in a very polite way. Joe Rogan's the most famous incident of that happening, right? With uh, Carlos yeah. Mencia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a, a long time ago in a yeah. different era. And I think that that was kind of like 
Joe sticking up for the the little guy because I think it was he stole it from Ari and Ari wasn't famous at that time. Ari was just a comedy store dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it was you know I think kind of blatant. And so that was Joe kind of being like, "Hey man, you know you you you, you shouldn't do that," you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Before we let you go here, guys, we're wrapping up today's show. Hey, maybe you're wrapping up your day wherever you are. Maybe it's time to go to sleep. I don't know what you're doing, but if it is time to go to sleep, you're not going to have the best sleep unless you're sleeping on the softest sheets. You know I'm talking about sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles, sustainable eucalyptus sheets. They're naturally softer, cooler, more breathable than anything you've ever slept on. The Zaslow family, all of us, we have sheets and giggles. Those are the bed sheets we use now and forever. Since sheets and giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0 about four or five months ago, you may see me on youtube.com slash at Zaslow showing like, wow, Zaslow, you look so well rested. You look so good. Why is that? It's because I'm now one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. It's one less thing I have to worry about. The only place that I ever have to go now to get my bed sheets, sheetsgiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He did it. We're all having the best sleeps of our lives now. And if you're not getting sheets and giggles sheets for your bed just yet, you're not getting the best kind of sleep. Sheetsgiggles.com. Again, sheetsgiggles.com. Do you, uh, your your kids are old enough to understand your jokes and all that stuff. Like, do they ever watch your stuff or listen to your stuff? So it's fun. Like, they kind of started actually getting into comedy over the pandemic. Uh, you know, uh, we we watched like all the Jim Gaffigan specials and they like Nate Bargatze a lot and Brian Regan. And so we kind of binged a lot of, um, you know, specials, especially like some of those guys are more on the cleaner side. So, you know, my younger son was a little young at the time. So, which you uh, are too. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I, I tend not on purpose. I just, it's kind of how I think when I write. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not like a raunchy comedian or anything, but, um, so they they uh they've come to some shows with me too. So it's it's fun. It's fun that they're old enough and mature enough to come and watch stand up. And so I I throw a show once a month in my neighborhood. Uh, it's this really cool rock and roll venue down the street from my house, and the guy kept begging me to do a show. So I was finally like, all right, man, I'll do it once a month on a Tuesday. So I know I'm in town, and I'm um, like, well, I want to charge for tickets so I can pay my friends to do the show, and I want it to be really professional. And he's like, yeah, done. So uh, I, I put these really awesome lineups together and we do these shows in this rock and roll venue once a month. And everyone from my uh, my uh, community, we get like 80 people or so. They come out, they bring their own lawn chairs and set it up in the club. And uh, my youngest son and I, he helps me with the barbecue a lot. So that's kind of our connection point we have. Uh, so he and I, we sell barbecue out the back of the room. It's awesome. And uh, it's been really fun because it's been a way for me to teach my son about business. So we go to Costco and I keep the receipt. And then, uh, you know, we cook the food and I show them like, here is how you total up all your expenses. And then, uh, you know, we 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 work, we think about our portions that we give out. And then I'm like, look, those forks, those forks all cost money. So afterwards, we tally up all the money we made. And then, I, you know, I show them this is gross profit, net profit. And I go, you're a partner. So we split it 50-50. And then there was one show where he went to go see a movie with a buddy. So he just showed up at the end to help me clean up. He didn't really help me uh, like he does the whole time. And so I paid him 20 bucks and he goes, I thought I got 50, 50. And I go, tonight you were an employee. I go, you showed up just to do a job that I told you to do. I go, you weren't a partner. So I keep the, and I was, he was like, ah, I get it. 
That's cool though. That's very yeah. cool. Uh, are you, I, I know, you know, your, your boys are into basketball and certainly you're a big heat fan. How obsessed are you in trying to keep this Damian Lillard watch? Oh man. It's my wife laughs about it now. Cause, uh, I took her with me to do a show. Uh, I was doing shows in Chicago, uh, like when it first started ramping up, you know, like a month, month and a half ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of nice. My wife, we don't get to go to vacations that often, you know, and especially, so she came with me and I was doing shows at the Chicago improv all weekend. And uh, I had it on in the hotel room the whole time. And she's like, I didn't know this is why I flew all the way to Chicago with you is for us to be on Damian Lillard watch, you mm-hmm. know? And, I, yep. and, and so when we have it on at the house now, she's like, they're saying the same things they were saying a <laughs> yeah, month and a half ago. And right. I go, yeah, it might be another two months of them saying the same thing. I go, <laughs> but we need to pay attention. It's important, you know? Uh, but it, it's really fun that my kids are old enough to to really be into that stuff and appreciate, like, you know, a lot of the, the breaking news and whatever. And I got to tell you, man, one of the coolest experiences, I always feel a little bit guilty because I've burdened my children with being diehard South Florida sports fans. You know, they were both born in Miami and, I'm just, it's all, it's in my DNA of loving all the sports teams down here. And I think it's pretty normal. Fathers pass that down to their sons. So, you know, we, we do get to see games every now and then the heat come out and play the Clippers or the Dolphins play the Chargers and, or if we're visiting home every blue moon, but I feel a little guilty that they don't get to go see games all the time. Like I did, you know, I went to every Dolphins home game, every Miami heat game when I was a kid. And, uh, and you know, it is what it is. We don't live here and that's, it's not, you know, we're not the first people to, to do that, but, it was really special that with the Heat made the finals, I was able to score two tickets to game three. And uh, and so my older son still had uh, school that week, so he couldn't come. But my youngest son, uh, he was – that was his last day of school was that Tuesday. So I uh, – and he was getting really into it, man. He, he was like, Dad, can I get a brand-new Jimmy Butler jersey for the playoffs or whatever? And, you know, he was really into it. And I was excited he was into it. And uh, – so then we had that show, that monthly show, right? And he's doing the barbecue in the back. <laughs> and I uh, I go, hey, Owen, I just want to show you some appreciation. Could you walk forward? So Owen comes up and I'm like, hey, everyone, Owen, you guys know he helps him with the barbecue every month. Give him a round. And they were like, Owen, you're the man. The whole crowd's cheering for him, right? And uh, you know what was funny is uh, Jorge Sedano was at the show. He came okay. out that night to hang out. So Jorge's there and George is there. And uh, and I go, um, I go, hey, I go, Owen, I know you've been really into this Miami Heat uh, run, and I was really glad that there wasn't a finals game tonight, so you didn't have to miss the game to be here and serve the barbecue. And I just want to tell you, I'm really proud of you. You had a great year in school. You did a lot of things that were outside your comfort zone, like some sports that you played this year and stuff like that. I'm just really proud of you. And, uh, you know, what if I took you to game three of the NBA finals, the Heat versus the Nuggets tomorrow night in Miami? And the whole place is like, what? Are you serious? And he's like looking at me like, what? And I go, I'm serious. And he's like, you have tickets? And I'm like, we leave tonight at midnight. Go home and pack a bag. That's awesome. He he couldn't wrap his brain around it. So I treated my son Owen. And uh, we got first class tickets. And he was just drinking Dr. Pepper and first class. I spent all the miles. (laughs) And we uh, stayed on South Beach. And my buddy... um, Who's like an uncle to me, uh, Louis Vera uh, from Vera Cadillac up in Peppermint Pines. He's a business partner with my parents and everything and like an uncle to me. And um, I have a really good friend who works for the Miami Heat too. Um, and so we get to the stadium and they pull us down and we walk past, uh, you know, Jalen Rose and Wilbon and Greeny and all those guys, <laughs> you know. So we walk past them and Bam's out there shooting warm-up shots. So there's all this security because it's the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, hey, you guys have to stay here. But Owen, come with me. 
and they walk Owen out onto the court and he hands them off to an assistant coach. And I see the assistant coach whispering in Owen's ear, right? So then the, uh, the assistant coach hands Owen a basketball and Owen gets the shag rebounds and feed Bam uh, warm-up shots. And then Bam comes over and gives him a fist bump and goes to the locker room and Gabe Vincent comes out. And uh, then Max Struess and Kevin Love and Owen got to sit out there for like 45 minutes and shag rebounds for these dudes during game three of the NBA finals. It was one of the coolest. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. At one one point, Owen gets it and the guy's not looking and Owen fires it because he's kind of nervous, you know? And it almost took Stephen A. Smith out. (laughs) And the assistant coach is running it down. And I was like, it would be so worth it if those guys are on the broadcast and one of them just loses (laughs) it. That would be one of the best clips ever. Uh, That's funny, man. That's great. Uh, And the Dolphins, real quick, are you excited? Super excited. I got tickets to go watch them play the Chargers when they come to town beginning of the year. First game, Uh, yeah. Definitely going to fly the family in for at least one home game. Um, definitely stoked on the Dolphins this year. A little bummed that Jalen Ramsey got hurt, but you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, obviously. And uh Xavier's gonna be uh, healthy this year, I hope. You know, he didn't seem like himself last year. Um, very, very stoked on the Dolphins. You know, I built in addition to the barbecue that I'm gonna invite Brad over to hang out with last football season. I built this big wall in my front yard, right? Uh-huh. So I have this cool fire pit area, and at the beginning of last football season, I'm like, I was wearing a TV out here. So it's evolved ever since last year. So all my neighbors pitch in on stuff. My front yard is like a sports bar now. That yes. I got I got this big TV wall with multiple TVs. And I spray painted the awning, uh, Dolphins Aqua, right? And I got uh, my Aqua smoker out in the front yard. And I got my two griddles and my grill and a hammock and all the seats and the fire pit. So my front yard is going to be jumping this football season, dude. I'm just, I, I can't. That wait. is a setup. That good job out of you. That's a that's yeah. a good setup you got there, uh, Dave. Tell everyone here, uh, Meat Day podcast. Of course, I got the rub. I use it on my steaks. Tell everyone everything you got going on. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, if you like barbecue, listen to the Meat Dave podcast. That's how it's spelled: M E A T Dave. And um, if you don't like barbecue, but you just like podcasts in general, listen to the podcast with me and Forrest Shaw. It's called the Mermen Podcast. Uh, and even if you don't like it, just subscribe, help us out, leave a comment, <laughs> give a thumbs up, <laughs> show some support. Um, check out my uh, tour dates. Like I said, I'm going to be in Florida um, at the end of September. Uh, and then I'm going to be on that cruise at the end of October. So I might be hanging out with you a little bit over the next couple of months. Let's get awesome. together and have a beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then... On Instagram, at DaveWComedy and all the social medias. Uh, my tour dates are up at DaveWilliamson.com. You can also buy my Meat Dave all-purpose seasoning and rub at that website. And uh, this weekend, I'm going down to Key West. That's why I could have come over to your house and done this today. I'm actually in. Normally, I'm waking yeah, up at two of us in my bedroom. We would have done it yeah. together. 